With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Welcome to Wrestling Daft The Marks. Healing from Labrat, weighing in at 181 pounds. I'm John, producer of Wrestling Daft, host of this show. And with me, a man who's bigger than the WWE mid-cards, Big Alex. Well, mid-card pre-Black Wednesday, let's be honest. Oh, that's true. There's quite a lot in left in there right enough. Well, I mean, they need something to flush out that tag division, don't they? <laughs> that's true, that's true. I expect a lot of mid-card job or uh, tag teams to be formed in the near future, unless they obviously unify the belts. Um, and with us, a man who, if you want to get blocked off him, by him on Twitter, just ask if you can blow up a balloon. Um, it's inside the ropes. It really does sound weird saying that, isn't it? It's inside the ropes, uh, <laughs> Gary Cassidy. How you doing, Gary? I will get used to it eventually. That's all good. Uh, <laughs> get a couple more weeks. But I, um, it wasn't just asking me if I could blow up balloons. It was asking if I could blow other things as well. But um, yeah, that's me yeah. on your mother. <laughs> I thought I would try and keep it PG. You know, we're not used to PG in wrestling after no. saying that. But I thought we won't go into the particulars. If you want to know what I'm talking about, get on to Gary's Twitter at Wrestling Gary, and you can see what Gary was asked about this uh, week. And it wasn't just about blowing balloons. Oh, um, <laughs> Let's before we get into the show, uh, big pay per view at the weekend. They are uh, Clash of Champions, which was unexpectedly very good. Yeah, I expected it to be really bad, and it was one of those ones that you know, because I wasn't doing much on the Monday morning, I was like, well, I'll stay up for it anyway, and write a few articles, see how it goes. Not going to lose much if it's terrible because I'm not expecting it to be good, but it was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, Kind of helped that it wasn't long. That always helps. Yeah. Over three hours long. But the two matches for me that, you know, I'm like, put them in an awful card and I'm still going to enjoy the overall thing was the ambulance match and the ladder match. thought both of them were fantastic. So, that, I think two brilliant match. matches. Yeah, the ladder match was great. The psychology from Sami Zayn with the handcuffs. Oh. And they seem to be obsessed with Jeff Hardy's ear piercings, don't they? they seem and to it's such a simple thing because obviously as the easiest thing to do if you've got stretched ears. But it's so effective because people aren't used to seeing it. So it's just like every time they do something, I think they've only done it twice now, but every time they do something, I'm like, man, what a genius spot. And that one maybe was even better than that. That was was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Just run through the results just in case you haven't seen it. Um, Cesaro and Nakamura retained the Tag Team Championships um, against the Lucha House Party on the pre-show. we were expecting the Kalisto heel turn didn't happen. Nah, they're still going to drag it out, I guess. Uh, so we'll wait and see if they keep going with or if they've decided we need tag teams. So we'll just keep them well, together. Nah, that's true. Uh, we we saw, we were talked about briefly there, the ladder match, Sami Zayn um, winning the IC title. We all were like... Oh, John, oh, you've, missed, you've missed out the, the best way they started the show. They started the show with this terrific little promo package and it was spoken over by John Cena talking about the lineage of all the champions. And then they felt the need to put up narrated by John Cena on the front of it. <laughs> it's like, why? This is, a, this is a wrestling pay-per-view. You don't need to tell people who John Cena is. Um, and did you notice the other thing they did before the ladder match, when they were showing little highlights of moves off the ladder before the match? Oh, I never yeah. even noticed that. Yeah, yeah it was I, why have they not been doing that for forever? Like, they've got this wealth of content and backlog. They, that should be a constant in WWE. Yeah, no, it's, it, I thought... Yeah. Oh, wait, I, I did notice that because they, they tucked in the Swanton bomb for Jeff, obviously, before he reenacted it, which yeah. I think was the, the deliberate reason for putting that in there. Why does Michael Cole still sound so surprised every time Jeff Hardy climbs a ladder? Like, <laughs> 20 years, man. It's been 20 you years. You it earlier in commentary and you're still surprised. Um, Sami Zayn um, winning the IC titles there. We didn't think it would happen. It happened. We're all very happy about it. Uh, Sami Zayn's looking great, isn't he? 
I think that was one that we all wanted to happen, but it was like, oh, are they going to take it off Jeff Hardy this quickly? Or, But I think they made the right decision. And also, just to throw it back at everybody that was like, I can't believe they punished Sami Zayn by taking the title off him for not wanting to be on TV several months ago when he decided to not be part of, you know, in the peak of the coronavirus thing. So I think even just for that alone, it proves, you know, we've got him holding one belt, Roman Reigns holding another belt. It shows that nobody's been punished for taking time off. Yeah, and it shows as well how much of an impact those two have had of not being on SmackDown as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oscar retaining the Raw Women's Tag, uh, Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Vega, good outing from Vega, I thought. I better last night on Raw, surprisingly. I don't know why they, why there was the big difference between... Maybe it was just because it was bumped for the, the pre-show last minute. Um, but I, I thought Zelina Vega looked brilliant and I think she does look she looks good in the ring she just looks like somebody we've not seen enough of in the ring but no surprise that the title didn't change hands I don't think yeah <laughs> uh, weakest match for me in the card was the Lashley Paul Cruz uh, Bobby Lashley still retaining and uh, what do you think that Hurt Business presentation is fantastic like I now actually think Bobby Lashley legitimately looks like a star yeah, I think he looks better than he's looked since the last time he was in WWE. That's the best he's looked this run. But I spent this full match writing an article, so I didn't even watch it because yeah, I wasn't interested it was in it. Match is <laughs> there. Um, Profits uh, retain against Andrade and Garza. Again, the um, turn didn't come there, which we were thinking might happen. But there was an injury, I believe, to Garza, which kind of stopped that happening, maybe. Aye, so I thought it was his leg at first, um, and I think most people did. The referee threw up the, the egg, and then you've seen the way the match ended. Everybody's gone, oh, it's a botch. I'm like, it's not the referee is ensuring the safety of somebody that can't continue. Um, the only thing with that is we'll probably see the match again unless they split them up when Garza's back. But it turns out that he's now, um, it's a hip injury apparently, and they got the MRI yesterday, but don't know any more than that. Oh, but aye, it's a, a hip injury, so. Well, I don't even notice that Dawkins looked really pissed off at the end of that. He like, did. He just, Aye. just yeah. so angry. I don't think it was, it was clearly not communicated at that point by the ref what was going on. Um, I, I think the ref had had it in the earpiece literally as the, yeah. the pinfall was happening because Dawkins had no clue that that was the end of the match and I think was probably even more annoyed than Andrade that it was the end because it didn't look like the strongest end to anything. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, Street Profits retain, again, looking good. Um, Bailey, obviously, Nikki Cross, Sheena Baszler, Nia Jax were all ruled out because of COVID. We'll talk about that in the news a bit later on. Um, but yeah, uh, Bailey offers a kind of open challenge. Oscar comes down. That was a bit of a strange one. I don't know why they done that, in all honesty, because for what the match was, you know, I'm never going to complain at seeing those two wrestle, but we've hardly seen them wrestle. It was only obviously only there for Sasha Banks to come back and do the chair shot. But I like the end. I just don't think you could have put anybody in there. It wouldn't have mattered yeah. who you put in. And was I think Oscar was a waste. Like she was backstage, she was at the show. It means they didn't have to call anyone else out after having the COVID issues. It was the safest option, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I guess we'll not find out yet until SmackDown who else is still there and who is not. So that's probably wise. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, talked about the ambulance match. You really enjoyed it, Gary. Oh, absolutely. I loved it. Um, you know, that's the first pay-per-view. We've not had a cinematic match on since before WrestleMania. Uh, this was as close to a cinematic match as we were going to get on it, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Obviously, the, the return of all the legends was... You know, a good wee moment. A lot of people are moaning, saying it makes Drew look weak, but I don't think so. It's just Randy Orton getting his comeuppance. Uh, I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was a brilliant match. And Drew McIntyre competing last night after the state his back was in was uh, surprising because it looked a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I've seen similar comments, and I kind of feel that they're almost warranted because it, they, a lot of them are pointing out that, like, so Shawn Michaels super kicked him off an ambulance. Then the next thing that happened is Randy Orton went for an RKO and Drew McIntyre. So it's it's a lot of the interference didn't actually make a difference to how the match was going. Which was Let really Randy good. Orton no sell uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels done it to him a few weeks back. He no sell the punk kick. So okay, yeah, that was I mean, maybe a terrible example. I, okay. I'm kind of on the the side of it made Drew look a bit weak. No, I I love the story of it. Don't get me wrong, I love the story with Christian Big Show and obviously Shawn Michaels come back to get the cup in. But you know they're all hitting Andrew, their finishers. Ambulance. Andrew. Um, <laughs> and we're driving ambulance. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, they all hit their finishers, and, you know, uh, McIntyre still couldn't get the job done. Aye. 
Oh. I, I think it's a bit of an in-between one, because for me, I, and I think I'm deliberately trying to overly reason with myself on it, going, well, they've explained he's got the broken jaw, and I guess it was come up and spit. It did make Randy Orton look like Superman, even in defeat. So, <laughs> so I guess that does impact on Drew a wee bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, I thought it was a nice story told. The best story of the night, however, and I loved, loved this match. Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, um, you know, with the stoppage, the tail getting thrown in by the determined kind of Jimmy. You know, the story Roman Reigns and Jay told in that ring was beautiful. A lot of people will only be happy when I say this, but for me it's comparable to the Cody Dustin match. Just then, oh! the, the dynamics. Yeah. I know people will be That's still above... You know, it was still, you know, Cody Dustin was still a, a better match for me, but it was comparable there just in the way that doesn't need to be a technical masterpiece. Obviously, it was a good match, but doesn't need to be a technical masterpiece. You can tell a brilliant storyline just by doing a few wee slightly violent looking things. And then obviously Jimmy coming down at the end was brilliant. I'd, I'd put it out on Twitter. My favourite thing about the full match was uh, Jay calling Jimmy John, his real name, because it just made it feel real. And that's yeah. the kind of thing people know about that because I total divas. So it just kind of made it feel a wee bit more real. Really like I, I did find some of Roman's comments hilarious. My personal favourite being, "Who's the head of the table? I'm the head of the table." And it's like, "All right, Roman, we can tell you." You eat from me. <laughs> um, and, and like just the reaction of the internet, the fact that he's taking his shirt off has made me very happy as I had that exact same reaction. Yeah, I know. I've we've, got, I, we've got this far in, and we've got a fashion comment already. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, no, I, I thought the, the the storytelling was brilliant. It just put Reigns over as a badass heel. It'll be really interesting to see where it goes from this. Um, and my favourite thing actually wasn't even that match. I think, and we'll probably get round to this when it gets to the buries and putovers. But see the promo that led up to it on SmackDown where the J- Jay Uso was saying, when people look at me, they ask, which one are you? I'm like, man, that is the really close to the bone thing that obviously everybody's done it because everybody does it with twins, especially when they're wrestlers that dress alike, look alike. That yeah. promo was brilliant. And I think between that promo and the match, it just made Jay Uso look like a star as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, no, really good pay-per-view. Um, any other thoughts on it, guys? No, really liked it. Surprisingly brilliant. Um, and again, high standard though for Hell in a Cell to maybe not live up to. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I mean, they're going to the well again. It appears that they'll go to the well again with Drew and Orton. And we said every time, when's, when's Drew dropping the title to Orton? Do you think it happens at Hell in a Cell? I'm, I'm done past predicting. <laughs> if we say aye again, it's not going to happen again. So, I don't yes. know. But... Yes, he will drop it. He will drop it 100 times, yes. Never. <laughs> <laughs> And it's all fine. Yeah, so we'll probably talk more and uh, float around uh, Clash Champions a bit later on the show. We'll, of course, be doing budding and putting over uh, from all the big shows. Now, we've got a special guest. He's a friend of the show. He's been on a couple of times, but he got into the Thunderdome for SmackDown. So we're going to be speaking to Bronze Cello, um, who was in the Thunderdome for SmackDown, and we'll get behind the scenes of exactly what happens, you know, and how you see it and stuff. I'm really intrigued to find out about that. Um, so we're speaking to him on Buddy Put Over. He does uh, SmackDown for us. Uh, we're on the Wrestling Daft Raff. Once again, head to Fantasy Booking Island. As, uh, last week, we booked the, the return of Raw and SmackDown post-lockdown uh, restrictions. Um, we will find out who won between our bookings on that. And we've got a brand new booking suggested by you guys. Um, the G1's still going on. Big Alex will be turning Japanese and having some uh, news on that. How's it been looking, Alex? We have English commentary again, and I'm so happy. Excellent. We'll get into Kevin Kelly and his magnificent commentary in a bit. Uh, But first, let's cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, uh, give me the mic over here. Give me the mic. This is an obvious promo. It's going to alienate most of our audience, but I've had enough. I've had it up to here, right? Uh, What? Vegans, okay. Like now, Gary, you strike me as be. I I don't want to step on toes here, but you have the look of a vegan. Um, no, I, I love I love a good steak. Um, but I do like uh, I do like the odd kind of vegetarian meal. I eat a lot. I sometimes uh, sometimes substitute mushrooms in instead of meat. But no, I love a good steak. Right, so you don't do the No Meat Monday. Do you do No Meat Monday or anything like that? Oh, no, just when I when I choose, essentially right. just to, to break up the week. I am, but I'm the kind of person I like. I would never be vegan because I love chicken. And I love steak. 
Listen, I've got no issue with vegans. Absolutely no issue with them. <laughs> I'm just going to cut a promo on them. <laughs> no, but it's just... Continue then, John, enlighten us. I would continue. I would imagine quite a few of our listeners, you know, take the vegan approach and all well played, all the power to you because, you know, it's a hard decision to make. It cuts out a lot of life choices. So well played for doing that. And like, appreciate you've obviously seen that documentary. I've not seen it. It might be turned me vegan. But what I need to cut a promo on is like, I had a boss, right? And vegans are like, they fucking love to tell you they're a fucking vegan, right? Now, listen, if you're one of these vegans that live in the shadows, brilliant. That's how you should be. Listen, I don't go about telling people every fucking second that I eat meat, right? You don't have to come around and tell me that you don't eat meat. Oh, I'm vegan. I was in a restaurant and it was just on Saturday, obviously, two meter distance, you know, one household. All that was observed. But the, the person just loved it. I, you could hear it from across. You could tell they were a vegan. You could hear them shout out, oh, I'm vegan. Now, I had this boss who just tell me everything about veganism. You know, I sat across from my desk. Vegan this, vegan that, vegan that, vegan, vegan. Oh, you know, you couldn't even eat chicken in front of him or anything like that. And he just love. In fact, he's always on, got his own podcast. Don't listen to it if you're a vegan. He says, I, I'm a vegan, but I don't like to talk about it. I'll tell you, he fucking loves to talk about being a vegan. Right. And the other thing about veganism, right, is, and this is my thing, right? And now I, I think down the road, see if you're going to give up like burgers, you're going to give up sausage, you're going to give up bacon, give them up. Don't go and then make up a, a substitute that, that looks like or tastes like that. Because I'm telling you right now, see the stuff that's going in to make something taste like bacon or taste like a burger or taste like meat. That's not going to be good for you. I'll tell you this right now. And I mean, the people will come in and tweet in or whatever that you know oh, it's all natural and all that sort of stuff there's no way you can make something taste like bacon taste like bacon without using bacon right John, i'm afraid i have this just to put an argument in there bacon tasties contain no bacon whatsoever and taste very much like bacon but what's going into alex that's what I'm saying. There's no bacon going into it. There's no bacon. Yeah, but what is going into it? There's a lot. There's bad things going into that. I'll tell you right now. So, um, yeah, be a vegan. It's good to be a vegan. You're helping the planet. God bless you. But just don't go on about it. And then just don't pretend that meat is the same thing. You know, don't pretend that a burger's that a burger. No, it's not. It's like a vegetarian burger. It's not. A, oh, it tastes just like a burger. No, it's not. It doesn't taste anything like a fucking burger. So, you know what uh, vegans like, John? What's that? A wee bit of avo. Oh, don't they love a wee bit of avo. <laughs> Smashed avo on <laughs> and some slaw on the side. Are you, um, are you putting down the portobello mushroom burger with uh, the smashed slaw and the vegan bacon? Oh, Jesus. Right, so there's cheese on there as well, which I believe is just no cheese. Right. No direct attack on the vegans because there's probably a good few that listen to this show. But and a lot of the wrestlers are vegan these days as well. So they are. <laughs> so basically, if you're a wrestler, please attack John on Twitter because it would be hilarious and he will not know how to respond. <laughs> uh, once again, it's time to return to the land of the rising sun and go all Miyagi Dojo. Um, are you Miyagi or are you Cobra Kai, Alex? Oh, Cobra Kai, 100%. Johnny, Johnny's an arsehole. No, Johnny's a legend, it's Danny's that's the arsehole. Danny. And I, I don't even have to ask Gary this. <laughs> uh, Cobra Kai all the way, aren't you? Aye, uh, of course. Yeah, we're all, <laughs> we're all heels, we're all Cobra Kai on this podcast. Um, are they heel or face though? Oh, that big question needs to be oh, asked. That's, it's very much a debated topic, John. I think we need a podcast dedicated to breaking down who the heel and who the face is. In right, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that next. Uh, but once, let's once again turn Japanese. Um, going to give you a wrestling catchphrase as ever let's see if you boys can get it this week we're like no, zero for five so far so we'll go give it a go uh, here we go this week's wrestling catchphrase in japanese is sushiti sore wa akusa wahan tasu samu saga so iu nod ketsurun desu Please tell me it's going to be the I'm a limousine riding, <laughs> whatever, big lengthy oh, one for I next think Desu means like conclusion or ending or something like oh, that, does it not? Oh, he's on to it. Oh, he's on to Can he get it though? He's, he's, he's on to it. Come on, Alex. Is it finally The Rock has come back to... No, no, oh. no. Unlucky Gary. 
Come on, Alex. You can get this. Yoshiki Sora. Oh, wait. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. No, oh. no. Is it because the same one I say every week? Because that's the bottom line? Because Stone Cold said so. Because <laughs> said yes. so came to conclusion. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> there you See, go. I thought because I say it every week, you'd never actually choose it. Here you go. You've got it this week. That must translate to something like, and this is the end of the sentence because Stone Cold said so or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, what has been happening on the G1, Alex? Well, we actually had some interesting um, New Japan news today. Their CEO and president has stepped down and will be stepping down as of October the 23rd to allow the current president of New Japan of America to step in. So um, it's interesting as he was the one that orchestrated the purchase of Stardom, which has brought um, Japanese Japan's biggest female um, wrestling organization under the same umbrella. So it's interesting. We'll see where he goes from here. He was a little bit... The neg- wrestlers were quite negative towards him at the beginning when he first came in. So it'd be interesting to see how that changes things, but I can't imagine it should change much. But just interesting things to note. Um, rather, than, <clears throat> rather than talking through everything that's happened, I'll just talk through the things of note. So match of the week has to go to Will Ospreay against Shingo Takagi. Oh, so no. our man from last week will oh, be very dear. happy. It was, it was really good, but it was a weird one because these two have a lot of history and Ospreay has put on a good bit of muscle mass and he's changing the style a little bit so it wasn't as fluid as it maybe was like another match of his he had another match with Ishii this week and I quite enjoyed that one as well and he was really showing that new power off like Ishii's he's short but he's quite a big guy and he was picking him up with ease and tossing him around and he's looking good I hate to say it oh, as doing his personal endeavors but he's looking he's looking terrific in in the ring um the other big pullover for me this week that will be probably every week because this is just going to turn into me talking about this wrestler was just how good Jay White's been this week. So we had Jay White versus both Kota Ibushi and Jay White versus Okada. He went over both of them. He's destroying the Japanese crowds on the mic before he comes out, continually getting them to clap at the end of the matches. He's just ripping into them. His counter wrestling is phenomenal. He's the thinking man's wrestler and I just love watching him in the ring. He's just, he's just so, so damn good. And the other big standout of the week was the boy, Toriyano, is now 2-0 from taking out Hiroshi Tanahashi using only the power of tape, distraction of referee, and a low blow. It's the kind of Toriyano classic, really, to be fair. I like it. I like it. Um, so what can we expect over the next week? Is there lo- there's obviously loads of matches still to come. It's just it's just endless at this point, really, to be honest. It's, <laughs> look it up. There's, there's loads on. We've just had day five, so at the moment we've got like Tai Chi and Jay White are sitting undefeated at the top of their blocks, while Naito, Juice, and Toriano are undefeated at the top of their blocks. The interesting one to note is Okada's lost two matches, and uh, Tomohiro Ishii as well has lost, has, hasn't won a match. So they'll probably have some interesting progressions later on in the tournament. So. Yeah, no, um, I... Certainly seems to be interesting this year. And uh, the English commentary and Kevin Kelly is back. Kevin Kelly's back and they've got Rocky Romero. And I, it's it's weird listening to the commentary when it's been piped in or they've obviously both recorded it in isolation while watching it back. And you do miss a little bit of the chemistry between the commentators, but it's nice to have the English commentary team back. And I forget how relentless Kevin Kelly is with statistics for the G1. So Jay White is now on a nine-match G1 winning streak. And it was just all the stats. All the stats. Great. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, we'll find out what's going on next week as the G1 continues. And until next time, sayonara, or should I say... Hold on. Or should I say... Soshi stete sore wa akusha u wahana tsu samu saga so lu nodi ketsaron den desu. I think you should stick to sayonara. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Every week we look back at the big wrestling shows, uh, separating the good from the bad, as we bury and put over stuff from AEW Dynamite, NXT, SmackDown and Raw. Every week we get a guest mark on to do SmackDown for us. It used to be it was the SmackDown bullet, but now it is the SmackDown prize because we're all loving SmackDown at the moment. And with us, a man who was actually in the Thunderdome for SmackDown on Friday. It's a friend of the show. He's been on a few times. It's Mr. Bronze Chill. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good, guys. How about yourself? I've, I've just totally broken kayfabe there and called you Paul, mate. I apologise. I, I was about to say, John, you've just pulled back that curtain. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, before we get into the buddies and putovers, I'm sitting here, and I'm sure the boys are intrigued, what is it like being in the Thunderdome? Talk, talk us through the whole process of, you know, what you're told beforehand, how you see them, the matches, all that. I'm really intrigued. It's really, really weird. Um, so I'd seen tweets going up the past couple of weeks, um, as you've probably seen yourself, like, apply to be on. Um, I tried last week to try and get on Raw, but as soon as it went up, it, it was completely sold out, which I thought was really weird. But I managed to get a SmackDown one. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So I had the week off, and then I seen the Clash of Champions one went up as well. So I luckily managed to get a Clash of Champions one too. Oh, yeah, um, I didn't realise you were in the Clash of Champions as well, Paul. Yeah, so I was really lucky to get into both. Um, so on the day, they emailed me a link. Um, it says on it, basically, click on it once as soon as like your call time is, don't try and click on it beforehand. Um, don't try and click on it multiple times, this will only work once. So fair enough. Um, I got put into a lobby. It's, it's basically, I don't know how it works on your phone, but on your laptop, it looks like you're watching something, let's say on like Netflix or YouTube, and then literally it's got like a little square in the corner where it's like recording you. So that's what gets broadcast onto the actual screens there um, around the Thunderdome. So I was waiting maybe for about half an hour to an hour, but apparently people have just been going in, sitting, and then leaving their computer when they think that they're in. I got my moderator, he turned around and said, just to double check all your audio and stuff, make sure that you're all here, can you please just wave to the camera, just give us a thumbs up, just acknowledge. So I, I passed that test, but people were complaining they were getting booted. So obviously, like I say, they just left their laptop or phone or whatever and just decided to leave. Um, so we got a video from Greg Hamilton uh, just basically talking about the do's and don'ts, don't wear other companies' merchandise, please don't wear any logos that aren't WWE, um, these will be grounds to be booted. Um, my pal was in another lobby and he says that someone got told off because they were in the Thunderdome and driving at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'd imagine they got booted. And but surely if they're in a Tesla, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, the funniest one, I've got like a slight clip. I'm going to play it for you. Hopefully you'll be able to hear it at this announcement. Please, for all of us, keep your shirts on because you will be picked for the show. Yes, that has been a problem in the past. <laughs> People have been deciding to take their tops off halfway through the show. I've <laughs> done it with DX 20 years ago. That's, uh, that's, that's just what you do. Yeah. It's like a sweaty business, mate. You know, you just got to kind of. <laughs> so there was quite a lot of warnings during the show. There was moderators talking to you and basically telling you, I'll not say who to cheer and boo, but I got told off for cheering Bailey. Oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, and quite a lot of times it was like please leave your shirts on and stuff and one person in the camera at a time and stuff so I'd imagine there was like three or four people trying to pile into like one one camera and stuff so yeah um, it, it was a different experience um, you know like, looking back in years to come you know it's, it's going to be a weird year the Wrestlemania with no one in the crowd and then people watching you know and being in the crowd via Zoom or, you know, the Thunderdome. So, yeah. how, how do you see the match, Paul? Do you just see it as you would on the telly or do you see it as a fan's perspective, like as if you're in the arena? So it's literally just as you would on the TV. We right. got top speed on there. Um, so every time it went to a advert break, the screen either went black or we got the page fighting with my family advert, which I've probably seen about a million times now. <laughs> 
<laughs> One um, thing that's worth noting as well, and I don't know if you've applied again for this week, but WWE have, have apparently made a list of preferential crowd members now, because uh, somebody I know has been invited back for the last four shows, even though she's not applied for them. So it seems like they're now making a list of people so they don't have troublemakers and maybe don't need to say the warnings as much. But oh. that's an interesting one. Well, I did actually get an email for Raw, so that's maybe what you say. Aye. You have been selected, sir. You're <laughs> one of the rubbish. I've been, trying to get, I've been trying to get on this for weeks. I keep messaging the guys saying, how do I get on this every time? They, and like you say, Paul, I just keep... Well, John, you apparently just need to have the pool of a bronze cello, but <laughs> I'm not sure you have. That, that's very true. Um, Gary, you must be intrigued by this. Have you got any questions as a journalist? No, it's the kind of thing that I've deliberately been like, I'm not going to apply because I don't want to be on the screen and giving away the goat. Um, but at the same time, I think it is really interesting because that was one thing that uh, Bronze mentioned there. WrestleMania. If we had this for WrestleMania, I think it would have been a lot better. Even yeah. just for the, the minuscule pop we'd have got, you know, with the enhanced crowd noise mixed by a wee bit of sound for Drew McIntyre, obviously. Um, but I just think it is... A brilliant concept, and that's something that um, I put out a story last week that apparently WWE, when the contract uh, contract ends, they're actually looking at going elsewhere. And I think we mentioned it on the news that this, the, the full kit they hire out is for a company called The Famous Group, so they don't actually own the equipment. And it'll be interesting to see if they're going to move to having some crowd members there, or if they might try and have some screens or something. But I just think it's brilliant. I think it's the kind of thing that they've worked at the teething problems for now um and i think it's for me i prefer it to like a 25 percent crowd i think yeah. I, I think it would need to be like a half full crowd for me to change my mind on that really that's interesting i agree after watching a lot of the g1 with empty crowds our arenas are very echoey without people in them and so it ruins a lot of promos and stuff like that and the atmosphere isn't really where you think it should be yeah, uh, interesting, really interesting. Uh, thanks for coming on and doing SmackDown. So we'll get the, the view from the Thunderdome for you uh, in a minute, Paul. Um, I'm going to step up first and do NXT this week, if you don't mind, Alex, because I've got a fish pie in the oven. I've got a 10 and a 7-year-old and a puppy running downstairs. I hope no one from the CSA is listening. Um, so I may have to do a, a run out uh, unless I want to run in from children. So I'm going to start off with NXT if that's okay. Um, let's kick off with uh, Wednesday night on NXT. And it was all right. They're still suffering a wee bit, NXT, but we know that is due to COVID. Um, missing a wee bit of star power. Let's start off with the put-overs. Um, now, Battle Royals are normally pretty rubbish, usually pretty... I really enjoyed the women's battle royal that they had for the number one contender. Um, some standouts in there. Uh, Casey Canzaro was doing the Kofi thing where she was constantly getting away. I'm a fan of Casey. This has been established on the show. I think she could be the woman. Did she not do that in the women's Royal Rumble? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, she's the become the female Kofi Kingston. Yeah, well, I mean, her and uh, Naomi. Naomi, Naomi as well, yeah. Absolutely. I think she could be the, the female Rey Mysterio. I really do. I think she could. She's got the mainstream thing as well, because it was yeah. American Ninja Warrior or something. Yep. That she she yep. was in, I think, the first female winner or some, some quite big accolade. So. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, I thought she looked great. I thought um, Raquel Gonzalez was was fantastic. She did this one-arm elimination, which was incredible. Um, you know, the setup for, you know... Um, Rhea Ripley and her is going to be great as well. I think putting them together is, is great. And then, uh, you know, Tegan Knox, um, not Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai winning it as well is going to be an interesting. Oh, no, sorry, Candice Lerae. Sorry, I'm talking rubbish. Candice Lerae. <laughs> uh, Candice Lerae winning it. Um, I think the belt's going to end up on her um, come takeover. So, right person won it for me. And I thought, actually, as a battle royal went, I usually hate them, but I thought really, really good. So, I'll put that over. Um, let's uh, look at what else will we put. We'll bury something first before we put over something. Um, Champa's Willow's Bell kind of finisher. He's, he started using, you know, it's that Randy Orton. Is it a dig at Randy Orton? I don't know. Uh, but this, the, you know, he started using that as opposed to the kind of um, the air raid on, on the fairy tale ending. Um, See, my problem with it is it's just after you see the heat seeker from MJF, you're just like, yep, that those rope DDTs are rubbish. Yeah, I mean, Orton's been doing it for years, so 
I think he, he doesn't need that in his locker, and I don't, I, I don't think it's great. So uh, my I'm, problem is, and I mentioned this last week when we spoke about undisputed era. I feel like Champa's getting very stale. There's just something about me, like when I see him now, I'm like, and that shouldn't be the way for somebody that's as big a star and like essentially an NXT legend like Champa. I think he just needs a wee, a freshen up that isn't he just changing the finisher. I think he needs something just to just to make he me interested again. Again, doesn't he? He, he I, feels I, like he's come back and he's just kind of like, Ooh. yeah. I I'm tweening a- for him doesn't work either. He needs to be the badass heel yeah. that he was when he had no music and he was getting yep. the fingers from the old ladies in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Can we we, we just put a, a buddy over as well at this point as well, which is pointed out to us on our Twitter. Um, of the Everton stroke for the wrestling fan um, who has went heel. Uh, you'll know him from the NXT crowd, always down front. I've cut a promo on this guy. Hey, He's now turned heel and went to AEW. Um, it was spotted in the AEW crowd last week. So that's just a quick buddy and a quick <laughs> aside. Uh, another quick buddy as well. I'm assuming Stu Bennett's been affected by COVID and that's why he wasn't on commentary. No official confirmation, but... But we're guessing that's what it is. Yeah, if you're wanting to deduct that, he's not going to be injured, is he? (laughs) Unless he's lost his voice, which was the thing that they used as excuse before for murder and Al. Tom Phillips for saying that um, Ridge Holland's uh, home was Yorkshire, England. I believe that is a county (laughs) and not actually a town. I'm sure uh, Stu would have corrected him on that. Um, Let's put over, one more put over for me then, before I go and check on my fish pie. Um... Kyle O'Reilly, that that main match, the, the men's gauntlet eliminator was good. I want to see more of Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida in the ring together, by the way. Oh, but Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly, how good is he going to be as a solo star? He's great. I yeah, want- I like that match, but I, I really wanted Roderick Strong to be the next big thing for Undisputed Era. But I don't mind it being Kyle O'Reilly, I just wanted it to be Roderick Strong. Yeah, I mean, I loved the, I've loved the decision to put Kyle O'Reilly. I think this might lead, lead to the breakup of the Undisputed Era, and there'll be kind of jealousy with Cole and stuff like that. But I think Kyle O'Reilly on his own will be really, really good, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, and my, my match tonight on that, it, it's got to be the, the, the men's gauntlet. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Definitely way of doing it. Though we've got to put over the fact that uh, the fashion police and Detective Brazango is back with the, yes. with putting that together. <laughs> Obviously, because of the COVID thing, it's like, yeah, yeah, Birch is strong versus Mendoza and Aikner, and then whoever went, it's brilliant. Loved it. Loved that as well. So that was really good. Right, you guys get on with the rest of it. I'll come back in a minute. Gary, you're in charge of the hosting. Oh, no. We're checking <laughs> the fish pie. <laughs> Alex, your, uh, your thoughts on <laughs> AEW. <laughs> and we have a new host here on Wrestling Death and now on. So we had a wonderfully wobbly episode of Dynamite this week, which included Excalibur using the term weenie and JR borderline getting an infringement claim from Vince McMahon after the comment of uh, when they were all talking about Rusev's new new Rusev submission, and JR goes, he calls that the accolade. And it's like, no, JR, he calls that game over now. (laughs) Thank you very much. So we'll talk about the elephant in the room that we have to in this point, and the fact they seem to have had to reschedule about half the show due to COVID tests. Archer has come out saying he's positive, and I believe Cage is still a bit iffy if he was or wasn't. He's just said he was ill. So they've had to re-script the entire main event and all that jazz. So it was a, it was a little bit ropey. So before we get into the main putovers, I have to do the sub-clothing putover for the week. And that's private parties, badass, leopard print tracksuits. Can we just have them wrestle in that and get rid of Mark Quinn's tails, please? It reminded me a wee bit too much of Enzo. That's the only thing I'll say. Uh, leopard print and wrestling, I'm always going back to Enzo now, so... A, a wee bit, a wee bit, although I'd say that poor Cassidy's got a little bit to go before he gets to Enzo's mic level, unfortunately, <laughs> but we'll leave it on the positive when it comes to private party. Um, the real pullover for this week, first of all, is Sonny Kiss wearing whatever the hell he wants, because there's been a load of stuff about Sonny yeah. coming out and people complaining that he's, he's too scantily dressed when there's literally men just wearing pants out in the middle of the ring, so... Yeah, it's unnecessary negativity the guy's getting on Twitter. And that kind of thing, I think, says a lot more about the insecurity of the people complaining about it than it does about Sonny Kiss, uh, personally. Exactly. <laughs> They're just jealous of how good his ass is and that their ass isn't that good. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. It's jealousy 100%. So I just wanted to start on that and a positive kind of non-wrestling related. Well, wrestling, yes. 
Um, first berry of the week. Now, I'm not sure if this was on the actual American stream or if this came through fight or whatnot, but in the middle of Hangman Page versus Evil Uno, I got an ad for a Land Rover, personally, on my fight stream. So I'm not sure if that was the same for you guys. It was up for maybe only a couple of seconds and it was just a production faux pas, but I love burying them for production faux pas, so we may as well continue. <laughs> and berry number two has got to be those idiots in the crowd wearing Pizza Hut masks. Come on, guys. If you're going to represent a brand on your face, at least go into John's blooming spreadsheet and buy some wrestling daft face masks. I completely missed that, but it's, uh, that's pretty funny because uh, I can't remember what match it was. One of the matches at the weekend in WWE was sponsored by Domino's. Oh, no, it was Domino's. It wasn't Pizza oh, was it? Oh, it was Domino's. It was that's Domino's. even worse then. I wanted the brand rivalry to be like... Do you reckon they were maybe pizza, a that would be quite good, isn't it? Though, although here is Pizza Hut no, not going bust, or is that only the UK arm of Pizza Hut that's going bust? I have no idea. Welcome to Pizza so. Daft, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna swap over the match of the night and the uh, last put over because that's the way they were on the show. So match of the night, I really enjoyed Orange Cassidy versus Brody Lee. Personally, mm-hmm. I thought like Brody taking like no, none of Cassidy's shit right at the start of the match kind of set the tone and it was that kind of hard-hitting Brody Lee affair that they're starting to kind of establish a style which I think is quite good for him and the highlight of the match had to be when we got the marmalade sandwich within Dark Order Bread when they held up Orange Cassidy on the outside and Brody jumped over the top rope and squished him it was great I really liked that bit but to the main pullover, that I think everyone knows what was coming, but it has to be the return of Cody Noir and those amazing sparkly, sparkly shoes with the little hints of burgundy he had going on. But I do have to semi-bury him for how bad his hair dye job is. Yep. I, I prefer him with blonde, but that's just because obviously I'm, I'm Mark for the Rhodes family overall and, and you associate that with that white hair that has the crimson mask uh, accentuated really well when they do that angle. So I, I was like, oh. But I actually thought you were going to mention Eddie Kingston there because for me, the fact that that got pulled out the bag last minute and you can do that kind of match last minute, I was just like, man, that's, that's pay-per-view main event type match there. Goals, doesn't he? Like, I was yeah. generally surprised. Like, I mean, I'd only really seen him in Impact as the manager of LAX. I hadn't really seen him in the ring. And the man can go. Like, yeah. and he's... He's no slouch. So Eddie Kingston, I think, has been a terrific signing for them. Yep. And John's no back, so I can do the trope that John always says where he's like, it's one of those weird weeks where a pay-per-view, so we need to go all the way back to Friday before the pay-per-view happened to SmackDown, and that's where Bronze Cello is in the Thunderdome. What are your buddies and putovers, Bronze? It wasn't really a bad show. I've only got one buddy, and it's not even that bad a one. It, it wasn't... A bad segment. I've seen a lot worse, but it was probably the worst part of the night. So just to make sure that I had a buddy. Um, the first put over, I'm probably going to say is the Riddle Corbin match. As much as it's been done to death lately, it was such a good match. Um, and nice to see the end of days back. As soon as I seen it, I was like, oh, it's been a while. I love that finisher. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And the second put over is the Alexa Bliss p- possession mean streak when the lights went out and the fiends started laughing. Um, and then the foreshadowing, just, you know, as she was going up the ramp and Roman was coming down, staring at the Universal title, like turning back. It was just, it was brilliant. I know people have been shitting on it, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it's going. As, for as me, well, that's like the perfect moment because that's the kind of thing that it's like, you know, obviously it's really easy to just have that all put together. But the fact that they've done it is like, that is actually a brilliant moment just because it throws back to something, leads to another. And it's just done really well as well. Mm-hmm. As, as much as I'm a big Braun Strowman fan, I'm kind of glad that they finished with him and The Fiend now. And I'm kind of guessing that he's over to Raw now, now that he's appearing on Raw Underground. I think probably with the draft coming up in a couple of weeks, they're going to make it official. Um, but yeah, the, the Fiend versus Roman, I can get behind that. I'm of- glad they took the time to build the new Roman character before they went to the Fiend. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I think this Jimmy Uso stuff should hopefully probably continue next week and then that will become quite a big part of the Tribal Chief. Yeah. What a mist. <laughs> Everyone in the middle of SmackDown. Uh, you just you just keep present you just keep presenting guy. 
<laughs> and my one buddy is the Otis Tucker Miz and Morrison segment. Like I say, it wasn't that bad. It was just the worst part of the show. I've seen a lot worse on SmackDown lately. I think over the past three weeks, we've now got one buddy out of three weeks of SmackDown. So, and you know, <laughs> you mentioned it's like a half buddy there. I is like it's really getting nitpicky for the buddies. So it shows they're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, my last put over in the match of the night was the AJ, Sami and Jeff Hardy opening segment and match. Like, obviously, uh, I said, I think the last time I was on here, I was looking forward to having the eventual three-way. We got it twice in a week and it was probably match of the night on both nights. So, yeah. That was one I was a wee bit, like when we got the match, I was like, we're going to see this on Sunday. It's a wee bit annoying. But at the same time, I was like, why am I complaining at this? <laughs> why why am I complaining at this match? Because it's brilliant seeing them in the ring. And I think it was such a different match for the one we got on Sunday anyway that, you know, not going to complain at, it at all. Yeah, 100%. So, yep, great show. <laughs> oh, Gary, you're uh, present- No, no, no. <laughs> Gary's no, Quiet until you've... I was just holding off for, uh, for John. Um, so to Raw, I um well John already done your trope. <laughs> <'Cause goodness> <laughs> you, <laughs> I already done your trope, John, where I said that it's such a weird um, week because there's a pay per view, so we had to go back before the pay per view to get oh, yeah, to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. So, good, good so it's fine, I we got that in there. Um, but I Raw, <sighs> my first bury, and I think I've mentioned this a few weeks in a row now, but I'm going to keep mentioning it. How different Raw is to SmackDown. For me, we mentioned there that SmackDown, you know, there's hardly anything to bury. Every feud seems to mean something. We get these brilliant rivalries like the, you know, Roman versus The Fiend being put on the back burner for what would be, you know, a rivalry we don't really care about if we look for the outside and Roman versus Jey Uso. That turned out to be brilliant. We're not getting that on Raw. Um, so my first bury is the fact that Raw, when you look at a storyline on Raw, rather than give storyline progression, all we get is the same match 700 times. Uh, like we've seen with the Street Profits and Garza and Andrade, which I'm not convinced we wouldn't have seen that match again last night if Garza wasn't injured. And you never know what that could have been when they finally were winning the titles to then drop it back to the Profits the next night for the sake of having a title change hands. Man. No titles changed hands at Clash of the Champions, did they? Because uh, I count Sami Zayn as the legitimate IC champion going into yeah, the match. Only that and the 24 7 championship, if you want oh, to count Drew that. So only that. But I, my first bid is just the overall way Raw is going. I think a lot of stuff needs to change. Um, I think they'll just know really. And I've started off with a bury, but ah well, who cares? Uh, it's Raw. <laughs> We've been positive enough about SmackDown. But I just the way Raw's going now. Uh, yet again, yesterday, it's something that I decided not to report on because if you report on it every week, it's no news. It's just the new normal. But it was two o'clock before they even looked at starting a script for Raw yesterday. Obviously, it airs at seven, eight o'clock, whatever the local time is. So that kind of shows you all. I want to know what they're doing with their time if they're not reviewing Raw till Monday afternoon. I get yeah. that Vince McMahon wants a weekend, but it's a wrestling show. You know what I mean? It's... Uh, and I know that spanners were thrown in the works as well. We obviously, the, the kind of COVID thing and self-isolating, but but that. Um, and that leads me to a put over. Um, so my put over was the fact we didn't see Retribution or Raw Underground on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, the only annoyance is it didn't make the show any better, um, but we didn't see Retribution. Well, we kind of did. We saw the logo flash up on the screen. We all knew they were only going to be there because they are all five members are self-isolating, um, which it's odd that we've seen Keith Lee on the show because Mia Yim's self-isolating, but ah well. Uh, but all five members are self-isolating. I thought we'd maybe see some of the extras that we normally see. We didn't see them. There was not even a mention of Raw Underground, so that was quite good. Uh, I, I quite like that. Um, but aye, so, so that put over as a kind of half bury, but ah well. Um, the second Barry. <sighs> There's a few to choose for here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the fact that we're ten days away from a draft, and we're getting people moving to Raw. So we mentioned that about SmackDown. Bronze, uh, Bronze Cello mentioned that Bronze Strowman is probably now on Raw. We're not a hundred percent sure of that, but it looks like him and Drew Gulak have both been moved. They've no mentioned it. Mandy Rose debuted last night on Raw, you know, which is annoying because she's came off of what should be the biggest rivalry or career to be in a tag team division against Lana and Natalia. And, oh, she's not came over alone. Here is Raw's newest signing, Dana Brooke. 
What okay, is fine. Can I make a little prediction for their tag team name? <laughs> the blonde Definitely. bombshells, because it's A, alliterative, oh. alliterative, and B, it's trash. So it's very WWE. <laughs> I hope they don't do that, but I think they probably will. Um, but I, for me, it was just, you know, it's annoying because on the one hand, I'm like, I quite like what they're doing with Lana and Natalia. I know a lot of people don't, but they've got them in matching gear. They've got Lana doing her ballet stuff, which I'm always happy when they actually make somebody a bit different. I like Mandy Rose. I like, I really like Dana Brooke. I think she's underrated in the ring. I think she's brilliant, but it just feels like another thing where we're going to see this match 20 times and nothing's going to come out. So that was really annoying. Um... And then a slight put over, his name I put over, but my slight put over is Mandy Rose paying tribute to Trish Stratus, where gear wore almost a carbon copy of Trish Stratus's gear for a while back. Um, but I, the the last put over, um, I should mention Bianca Belair was close for this spot because we saw another brilliant vignette on her. But my last put over has to be Robert Roode coming back. Brilliant to see him again. Looks brilliant as well. Looks absolutely amazing with the, the longer hair, the beard back. Um, and just being back and straight back into a title match, although obviously we weren't under any illusion that he was going to win the title in any way, but it was just good to see him back. I'm delighted to see him back, and I can't wait to see what they do with him. Hopefully he is going to be one of those like kind of main eventers. We'd love to see him versus Keith Lee, so hopefully that's what we get. Uh, and for match of the night... <laughs> slim pickings. <laughs> Um, You're allowed to say you didn't enjoy any of them. I, I think, yeah, again, I'm not going to choose a match of the night again. Um, there wasn't a good match. Wasn't it like a, a mind blown match, which we mentioned two brilliant ones on Clash of Champions, but there wasn't the a good match. match Gary. You're not enjoying this wrestling on a Monday night at all, are you? <laughs> Maybe that's why there wasn't a match of the night. No Raw Underground, so no match of the night. Um, oh, you've I am, been swayed, mate. You've been swayed. You don't, you don't appreciate traditional wrestling anymore. It's no, I'm, I'm starting to think that Raw is, Raw is becoming the B show or maybe even the C show. So for me, it's just becoming a bit of a slog to watch it. Hopefully it changes, but we'll wait and see. Wait and see how it goes. Right, you've got to wrap this bit up now, Gary. <laughs> I thought that was your job. That's why you came no, no, back. No, no, you're, you're, you're oh, I've not got a script in front of me. So, um, thank you, John, Alex, and Bronze for your biddies and putovers. You can join Rabin Grado on Friday and get your biddies and putovers put in on the Wrestling Daft Twitter. Can't remember what the Facebook is or the Instagram. I think it's Wrestling Daft on Facebook, Wrestling Daft Podcast on Instagram. Get your biddies and put-ins over there, biddies and putovers in there, and then we will read out some of them on Friday. And John can probably repeat that all again so that it's cohesive. Well played, mate. Well played. Well played. Should I have your script up there, shouldn't I, John? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome once again to Fantasy Booking Island. Uh, We are all three on the island these days as we get you to give us the booking. Last week, we were asked to book the first Raw or SmackDown after the restrictions are lifted. Um, interesting bookings there. Alex, what was yours, just quickly? Mine was the debut of the Undisputed Era. Absolutely. Uh, using conquistador masks and stealing titles. Conquistador masks, and we even had new music for Keith Lee. We had John Cena in there. Yeah, it was just, just all kinds of things. Yep, absolutely. Gary, what was yours? I literally forgot up until there, which is how memorable it was, but I believe it was Cyber Tuesday. It was, it was, and we had, <laughs> we had uh, Ray Dominic winning the tag titles, we had Pete Dunne and Gallus debuting, uh, we had uh, Barrett versus Drew McIntyre, and we had Roman versus Biggie. Well, we can't have that now that Barrett's always go back to that way. Well. So we can't wrestle. <laughs> yeah. um, and mine's was on a hodgepodge. Uh, it was a new day turning on Big E with Daniel Bryan returning to face Jeff Hardy. It was The Rock making the save for the Usos to set up the WrestleMania match with Reigns, which I think looks like it's kind of going to start bubbling under. I've seen some Instagram shenanigans going on there. Um, let's go to the results now. I've not looked at these, so I'm going to pull the, up the results right now on the Patreon. If you want to vote uh, on the bookings, get to patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Holy shit. Oh, no, I can't. I apologise. I apologise. Don't like this new format, by the way. <laughs> With sixty percent of the vote, I have actually won on a packet. Unbelievable! So thank you, well, man. Well, we need an investigation into how many Patreon accounts John has. <laughs> that's the only answer. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for that. Um, 
Gary, uh, Alex, you were both tied on 20%. Um, what a couple of jobbers. There you go. <laughs> uh, so my uh, choice to choose first, and I am going to choose Big Alex to go first today. Well, you haven't introduced what we're supposed to be booking yet. Oh, no, I've not. Um, <laughs> it's a very valid point. Um, Gary, can we get you back as presenter, mate? This seems like you going right off this uh, let's go to we, we put this out on Twitter to see what we're to book this week and thank you very much to Bionic Elmo who uh, said book the Undisputed Era's main roster debut Alex you get to go first well I'm going to tell you the exact same thing I told you when you text me that booking John that's the exact same booking as I used last week so copy paste and we'll see if it does any better up against YouTube's bookings this week See, so that might have worked if he had won this week, Alex. <laughs> However, that's why I'm giving it a second go, mate. I'm giving it I'm, a second go. I'm pointing twenty percent of the vote. So is that you done? Yeah, I don't have anything else. Right. Okay. <laughs> nice and simple. Right, Gary. What's if Alex has gone back to the well, can I try shoehorn a Drew Barrett match? In? <laughs> 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 right. Okay, Gary. Your time. Your three minutes start now. Short and sweet. Retribution keep running through the whole roster. We start seeing a wee bit more for them, you know, they're cutting the brilliant promos, they're running through the heart business, all this nonsense. The heart business keep trying to um, rival them, keep trying to, you know, run them out of WWE. Doesn't it work? We get the heart business being beat down every week. They still look quite strong, but they're getting beat down. They're not managing to do much with it. And then the heart business come in, we wipe out half of Retribution, but we still have the, the five in the ring. And then T-Bar cuts a promo. He says, I told you we were doing this all along. I told you we were going to come in here and change WWE. We came to Raw, and what did we do? We shocked the system. And right as he says that, Undisputed Era's music pumps in. Obviously, Retribution have got the two female members in the ring and then the three male members. Undisputed Era come out, and they say, we've brought a couple of friends to help us along and their two friends are Rhea Ripley and Reina Gonzalez they go in wipe out the two women and then Undisputed Era go in and wipe out all four others or all three others sorry and then what does that lead to a Survivor Series match between them don't know if we end up with you know an extra Retribution member or we end up with one less Undisputed Era member but we get some kind of Survivor Series match anyway God I'm so disappointed you didn't put in Marina Shafir I'm so disappointed you had the chance ah, to come to WWE. God damn it. God damn Brett it. Brett Baker could have came over as well since it's Fantasy Book Nyland. Yeah, exactly. It could have been ah. literally Brett Baker and Marina Shapir. Damn it. Oh my God. I'm so I'm so raging I didn't go second or first because <laughs> I'm basically got the same booking as you. You might as well start. I'm doing an Alex and almost copy and pasting yours. So uh, start the timer now. Um, Undisputed Era basically come into uh, Raw because there's nowhere else for them to go. Um, starts off uh, Raw Underground. They are in the crowd uh, the first time they're back. Um, they're in the crowd. Uh, you don't know who they are. Kind of masked, kind of under hoodies. They jump out. They just jump out with the hoodies on. We know we've had this very similar at the moment. And they basically take on everyone in Raw Underground. Um, unveil or under the hoodies uh, once they've beaten up everyone in the, the ring it's the undisputed they are doing their thing the you in the ear fucked up they say this is our place now and do you know what we're getting it pumped they set the whole thing alight and they burn down raw underground next week next week retribution are in the ring uh, cutting promos they've ran through the heart business they are saying that they run raw these days shock the system the Undisputed Era <laughs> enter the building, they come down to the ring, the four of them, they batter the three guys in Retribution. Um, the women are not involved at this point because we can't have them. In fact, fuck it, they put, the, they put Mia Yim through a table, it's fantasy booking anyone. Please call her by her, her real name, John. Mia Yim is no longer a Reckoning goes through a table. Reckoning goes through <laughs> a table. Mercedes Market, they all go through tables. Basically, the Undisputed Era, Aye, and that'll be your retribution. Um, drop the UAE in the ring. The battered retribution left stranded. They've unmasked them, saying, Oh, look, it's Dominic Dijakovic. Oh, look, it's Dia Madden. Oh, look, it's Shane Thorne. 
They go back to being what they were. They run up to the roster. Retribution are destroyed. Raw Underground is destroyed. The Undisputed Era rule Raw. And then we start the lovely building to the boys to the titles because they're great. So you just have Give them come in and fix Raw, essentially. Basically, that is what the freaking is. Give us really wish... Slapjack. Free, free Slapjack. <laughs> I really free. wish I'd uh, thought about mine a bit more because I just realised if I was putting an extra member in Retribution for a Survival Series match, I should have had Pat McAfee join Retribution. Absolutely. <laughs> just called him something Pat like Pug. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. That is the three bookings you've got to vote for this week. Uh, if you want to get them, vote on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft we have alex's copy and paste we have gary's um how do you describe yours gary um shock the system i don't know uh, the retribution being survival series match i don't know yeah but uh, yeah. i just yeah. get rid of retribution one, one thing i'll say is that um if you added two other members to retribution copy and paste wouldn't be a bad idea for a tag team name <laughs> <laughs> um, and for me, it's basically undisputed eras, the the fixer uppers of Raw. Um, so get on to Patreon. Have you just recycled your Brock Lesnar booking from a couple of weeks ago as well? This is an entire session of just copy paste. No, it's, it's a different thing. This is a different thing. So get on to the Patreon now, uh, and you can vote on who you want to win Fat Island. And remember, if you want to get your bookings in for us, that'd be great as well. Get on to the Twitter, get your suggestions in. We'd love to get them in for next week. Um, that's it for this week's show we didn't have time for the news this show but if you want uh, just a crazy of the news Raw's fucked up again because they booked it late um, Gary's that's not news anymore so we'll just move on for that Retribution have got COVID apparently it's fantastic uh, no they haven't they've been in contact with someone who's got COVID Yep, so they're in isolation at the moment. That's why I didn't see them on Raw on Monday night. And another thing is that uh, James Storm was meant to have joined WWE, uh, but that didn't happen due to COVID. Um, I prefer this bullet point version of the news. It's a lot better. Because <laughs> <laughs> you work in news. <laughs> so that's basically what what's happened in the news this week uh, in wrestling at the moment. Um, Thank you very much for listening to The Marks. As ever, remember, get on Apple, rate, review, subscribe us, and make us the 13th best podcast. We can get up wrestling podcast in the UK. We can get up those charts. I can see number 12 in our sites. Forget your walk cultures. Forget your inside the ropes. Mm. You know. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, Gary. And you just lost your chance to co-promote with inside the ropes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're the 13th best. Mm. And remember, you can get Rabbit Grado, obviously, the, the star attractions, the main event. You'll get them on a Friday. And us on a Tuesday uh, this week, uh, up to shenanigans as ever. List of wrestling daft is looking like the best finishers in the business. Alex, come to you first. Well, it's kind of no longer a finisher now, but the Canadian pile driver, like the, original, <laughs> the Canadian destroyer, sorry, like the P.T. Williams original Canadian destroyer. Like that I used to show people like clips on YouTube and be like, this doesn't even make like physical sense of how they can do this. Cause you see the way he like lifts and inverts and but it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And now everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it as a transition move of it, as well. Yeah, Gary for you. My two favourites are probably two really recent ones, and it's the end of days and the, the clips. Um, but if I'm going to be a wee bit biased, I'm going to go back to the people's elbow because it's so ridiculous and probably my favourite one growing up. Yeah. I'm, do you know what? I'm going to throw in one from when I've grown up. I don't know why, but the honky tonk man's shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I love that. I love that. And Jake, I mean, the DDT. Oh, the DDT. The Aye, that's. With, with the DDT, it's just, it's just a normal move now, isn't it? Everybody. Aye, the, the they should have protected that. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So, yeah, we'll sing, see what uh, Rab's got to say on that. Um, I'm guessing the perfect plex will be number it'll be one. It'll be the worm versus the caterpillar for number one. <laughs> we'll wait and see um, thank you very much for listening remember to get on our Patreon you can vote Fancy Book and I on loads of content extra content up there um, exciting bonus episode coming really soon in fact it might be this week where Rab is getting interviewed by Grado in a shoot style I have like an RF video style so um, get on there and uh, watch the, that'll be up very very soon so I'm really looking forward to that so uh, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft that's where you need to go get yourself a t-shirt shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft uh, get Gary where? Wrestling Gary on Twitter where I'll be posting everything because I'm the DDP of 
Twitter wrestling journalism, whatever, which is just a shameless self-promoter, no being actually good at it. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh, we've got Alex to 60. We've got Alex to 60 followers on Twitter. It's 70 ex- next week. We no, going? the new campaign is uh, 100 by 2022. Let's be realistic here. Right, right I, I <laughs> think the next there. target is 70. 70 by Alex, next week. 70. Uh, so if you want to get Alex, where are we going to get you so we can add to your 60 followers, Alex? At Thirsty Baboon on, on Twitter for all of my amazing daily posts. <laughs> there you go. Start posting about New Japan, you'll get fours. That's your thing. Um, that's your gimmick, Alex. You love the gimmick. Um, right. Thank you very much for I'm listening. Not as shameless as Gary. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.